Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about exploring midlife memories of funny little lies from childhood. You know the little lies I'm talking about. I bet one popped into your mind already. And if you didn't think of one yet, you will soon. (laughs) So have fun with this little romp down memory lane. And I have something fun to tell you about, too. I want to hear from you. I set up an online voice messaging service. You can click it and leave me a short message that just might be included in an upcoming episode. So I would love to hear from you. And for today, about funny little lies you remember from childhood. Just head over to the show notes page for this episode at www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and you'll see this episode, episode 219. Click the link, share your memory, and have fun. Okay, let's face it. We grew up hearing the little lies and then telling the little lies. Many of us believed the little lies for years, maybe still today. So a couple of weeks ago, we were at the family cottage, and it was a really beautiful evening. The lake was super flat, and it was just stunning. While eating dinner, one of my sons said he would really like to go for a quick water ski because the conditions were so perfect. And the first thing that popped into my mind was, "Uh uh-oh, wait, you can't go in the water unless you wait at least 30 minutes after you eat. (laughs) Can you blame me? I heard that advice for years. I grew up with a pool. Made sense to me, at least on some level. I thought, Maybe you would get a cramp or maybe puke a little bit. I don't know. (laughs) The bottom line was, I had no clue if it was really bad or preventative, and I doubt my mom did either. Did you grow up hearing a little lie like that? Was it a lie? I don't know. Now, in this case, I kept my mouth shut because I knew it would be one of those eyeball rolling moments. My son's in his 20s after all, so while I had a huge urge to share this sage advice, I did not. I just put on my life jacket and acted as the spotter on this after-dinner ski run. And I took one of the most fabulous photos of the summer of my son carving some glorious wake with a beautiful spray with a sunset behind him. One of my favorite pics ever, and he was delighted with it as well. Anyway, I was curious, so I looked it up about this whole how much time you're supposed to wait after you eat to go in the water. Was it a little lie to let the moms get meals cleaned up before they had to supervise kids in the pool? (laughs) Or was it just advice to keep us all safe? Lots of info out there now saying that there's no scientific basis for that advice. So I don't know. Sounds like a little lie. Or a little something. Anyway, this all got me thinking about other little lies or advice that I grew up hearing. The next one that comes to mind is being told not to swallow gum or it would stick to my bones. 
Do you remember this one? I remember having this visual of my rib cage just dripping with bubble gum. Totally gross, and it scared me enough never to swallow gum. It also scared me plenty when I swallowed gum by accident. And related to the gum swallowing lie is the seed swallowing lie. Don't swallow seeds or they'll grow in your stomach. Now, as a kid, this made perfect sense. A little weird, but you could kind of imagine seedlings growing in your stomach. At least this little lie gave you reason to spit seeds with abandon, which is totally fun. And that was something I loved doing. One summer, we had so much fun spitting seeds while sitting on the iron railing on the front porch, like we did so many evenings, that cantaloupes and watermelons started growing in the front flower bed. And I'm talking huge. It was so much fun to watch them grow. We were just delighted when we noticed it. And they were delicious. We just loved knowing that spitting those seeds had something to do with it. But the most powerful little lie I remember from childhood happened when I was about seven. We were moving from Texas to Pennsylvania. It was a big road trip in a red 1969 Firebird. Remember how cool those were? (laughs) I was in the back seat with my little sister, our wiener dog, Cindy, and Pussycat named Pussycat. They were in crates on the floor in the back seat. And I remember stopping at two places on that trip. I can't believe I remember this, but I do. The first was a gas station. Not usually memorable, right? But back then, there were some things being sold only at gas stations to entice kids to bug their parents to go there. (laughs) And for some reason, I remember what it was, an album. It was called Walt Disney's Happiest Songs. And I loved Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, which was featured on this album, and I was so excited to get it. Now, to prepare for this podcast, I looked this up too, because I thought, was I imagining that? And I only had like a tiny vague memory of it, but apparently it was true. It was sold exclusively at Gulf gas stations. Okay, but the second thing I remember, being a little lie, happened at this other stop, McDonald's. I remember being so happy to get a Happy Meal, of course, with chocolate milk. Now, remember, I was quite young. And another thing I remember having on this trip was my favorite pillow. That's why I I want you to remember I was young because I had a favorite pillow, although I kind of think I have a favorite pillow again now. (laughs) Anyway, as a kid, I had a favorite pillow. And it was like instead of a doll or a stuffed animal, I schlepped this thing everywhere. I called it my best pillow. And of course, it was important for me to have on this trip. So I got the food and we were eating in the car while we drove away and continued our trip. Now, I don't know how long it took for me to start feeling sick, but I totally did. And then any parent's nightmare was about to unfold. I puked chocolate milk everywhere. I mean, everywhere, all over the car, all over me, all over my best pillow. Of course, All of this was completely disgusting, and I don't remember much else except that I was told that the chocolate milk made me sick. There it was, a little lie that I didn't want to believe, but I did believe it for the following 10 years. Somehow, this incident morphed into a story that I told myself for ages, and that I was allergic to chocolate milk, so it went from In my mind, what I was told that I got sick from it to I was allergic to it. 
And then I never thought about it. I never asked myself questions about why I believed that for 10 years. Uh, Anyway, that best pillow. I was told that it was too gross to save and that it was thrown out. But not to worry, I would get another best pillow. I remember this conversation, not the details, but I remember being at a like a hotel with a dump or something at the back, like not a dump, one of those, I can't think of the word now that I'm <laughs> talking about it, like a bin, like a, one of those bins that you put garbage in. So I have this vague, vague memory of that because it was a big deal. This was my best pillow. And I was being told that it was going to go bye-bye, basically. But anyway, like I said, I was told not to worry, I'd get another one. And I do remember being taken to the store. I don't know when, but I was taken to a store to pick out a new best pillow. I remember going to this pillow section, which, you know, you probably have fun at now. (laughs) And I remember I picked out a pink velvet pillow and it had buttons in it. Not the most comfortable pillow when it has those button thingies in it. Anyway, as you can imagine, it just wasn't the same. That red firebird, though, was pretty sweet. I did not appreciate how cool it was when I was seven. But years later, my mom found a small bag tucked in the far corner of the trunk behind the spare tire. It didn't look like much, kind of like a towel or a shirt, maybe something that wiped up gas or some other gross stuff. It was gross and it was stuffed in a bag. But it was much more than that. It turns out that some little lies are sweet as can be. Shocking as it was, it turned out to be my best pillow, tucked away like a time capsule, saved from the garbage, just in case I needed it. And it was gross and unrecognizable as a pillow. I gotta gotta say, when my mom showed it to me, I was shocked. Like it, It looked like a rag, a soaked, disgusting, muddy, little rag. It had no bright colors. It was brown and yuck. Anyway, funny little story. Remember, I would love to hear from you about funny little lies that you remember from childhood as we're talking about it together. Just head over to the show notes page for this episode at www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and you'll see this episode 219. Then just click the link, share your memory and send it in. So ask yourself, where do you stand on hearing these little lies as a kid? Do you think it's okay? Did your experiences influence how you handled little lies to your kids or other little people in your life? I'm even curious about how you handled Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. When you get right down to it, all lies. And what about the lies themselves? Do you think all lies are created equal? (laughs) Or are they all the same? Or do you kind of think of them in categories of lies, like cool lies and uncool lies? And if you think that lies fall in different categories, how do you define them? Are cool lies when they're preventative in some way to keep you safe or from doing stupid things? Or because you're trying to share something helpful? Or what about when they just share something fun? Where do you stand on all of this? If it's a cool lie, like the ones we're talking about, lies with good intentions, (laughs) is it okay by you? Now, I couldn't end this episode uh, and this little romp down memory lane without talking about one of my own favorite lies. And it happens to be one that I'm particularly proud of, I have to say. I was totally fine with sharing 
the tooth fairy lie. And living in Canada, we have the benefit of having loonies and toonies, which are one and two dollar coins, super fun for tooth fairies to carry with them and sprinkle them in bedrooms and tuck them under pillows. (laughs) So having three sons myself within three and a half years, so three kids jammed into that little amount of time, what that meant was that for a while, it seemed like teeth were falling out pretty much all of the time. (laughs) There was, I don't know how many years it went on, but it was a while. There were always loose teeth, pulling teeth, tooth fairy action, lots of things going on with teeth falling out. One morning I was having my coffee and I realized that the tooth fairy forgot to do her job that night. Oh my God, my kid was going to wake up any minute and know that the tooth fairy forgot him. I looked at our dog at the time, Yofi the Golden Retriever, and I got an idea. I quickly grabbed a couple of loonies and I went running up the stairs and tossed them across the landing in front of the bedroom door. About a minute later, or less than, my son opens the door and sees the coins all over the floor. He looks confused. I was on my mom game though and I said, oh my God, honey, looks like Yofi startled the tooth fairy and she dropped all the money just outside your door. (laughs) He believed the lie, hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) I was beside myself that I got away with it and he didn't have to worry about the tooth fairy forgetting him. So there you go. In my mind, this lie was okay. It was a cool lie. I wasn't ready to say goodbye to the Tooth Fairy just yet. Now, I really can't wait to hear from you by email or by this new messaging system. I know there's a whole lot of little lies going on, both that we grew up with and that we've told as well. I think it's fun to think about the role that lies played in your life. This was a light and fun episode talking about light and fun lies. I'm not talking about serious and significant lies at all today. That's not what we're talking about. but. All lies are something to think about, especially now that you might have grandchildren or grandnieces and nephews or other little people in your life. Think of it as another chance to think about your values and why you do and say the things that you do and say. Again, it's important to be more intentional in midlife and regret-proof as much as you can. After all, being more aware of your thinking is always a good thing, a very good thing, even when it comes down to these funny little eyes. Just something to think about, my friend. Just something to think about. That's it for this episode. And as you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. This is what regret-proofing your life is all about. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I am here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as your coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing. But when it comes to applying the concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. So head over to www.talktosuzy.com and book a free call to see what program's a good fit for you and apply to work together. It's really a great time to get unstuck, get clear, and get excited about your life again. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsuzy.com and click on the podcast tab for the notes to this episode. This is where you'll find the link to leave me that voice message about your memories of how little lies have shown up for you in your life. You can also go directly to its a bit.ly link, https colon slash slash bit.ly forward slash feedback to Susie. And if you're feeling stuck, make sure to grab your free guide, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash 
Nine Secrets. And if you or your friend is turning 50, here's a great gift idea. Grab a copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.